Hey everybody, it's July 17th, 2019. This is the Robert Bruton Podcast Show and I'm your host, Robert Bruton. Welcome and thanks for tuning in. I am so glad that you're here and I want to first off say, sorry guys, I hadn't put up a podcast in a little while. My bad. And uh, uh, we're getting back on the regularly scheduled times, which I normally post on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I normally try to get up a new podcast Sometimes I even do more, but normally, as a as a rule, my my uh, my my podcast time. Sorry about that. Is Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I apologize. I haven't put one up. All right. And today's Wednesday, so there you have it. All right, guys. <clears throat> we have been talking about so many things, and one of the I want to talk about a couple of different things in today's show, okay? And I really am going to welcome some comments and and uh, and some time from you guys to see what you think about and what you're doing to maybe combat these things. But I was talking with a colleague of mine a couple of days ago, and I, we were sitting in the same office, and, and I turned around, <clears throat> and what I had done is I, I said, you know, I'm going to get on, I'm going to get on the news real quick. And see what's going on in the world. And by the time I got to the bottom of the page, I just felt like, holy crap. There was not one thing in this entire, and I'm not going to say the news place that I go, okay? But damn, it was like, seriously, I I, I was like, God, I want to go out on the building and jump off. Because the world's coming to an end. Everybody hates each other. Everybody's saying all these snotty and hateful things, you know, and you hear one thing, then you hear another, and nobody ever, it's just like, oh my God, really? Jesus. I'm like, I am so over all of the things that are going on in Washington. I'm so over all of the news organizations bashing this person, bashing that person. And when people, you know, there's fat shaming, there's body shaming, there's bullying on social media, and you're going, Jesus, man, what the hell? How can that just be anything that helps my life? Well, it's not. It's not going to help your life either. And what's sad is, is we get caught up in it. And I remember we were talking about it, and I looked at my friend, and 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 we were like 20 minutes later and we both were sitting there. We looked at each other, smiled and started laughing and go, look, we fell into it. We fell into the trap. Why? Because we were bitching about, you know, especially stuff in, in Washington. Oh, my God, you can get really crazy with all the stuff that goes on in Washington, no matter which side of the fence you're on. OK, you can go just batty looking at all that stuff. So I really kind of wanted to talk about, you know, and I've and I've actually podcast about this once. I've written an article about it and I've included it in a couple sections in my books, you know, is we really have to regulate what we let into our life experience. OK, what we let into our head. It really boils down to uh, how much garbage you're willing to listen to. You know, and and how much you can get involved in the hate. So let's say, for example, you're really pissed about something that's that's happened in Washington. Okay, well, you and and again, you can be angry and mad and and all of those things. I'm not saying that you don't have a voice. You do, 
But here's the thing, how we let that trickle through our life experience is going to make a huge difference in our personal joy. You know, what's how much what is your joy? How what's what price tag do you put on your joy? You know, is it being pissed at, at what's going on in the White House? Is it being pissed of what's not going on in the White House? Is it being pissed about um, all of these activities that are going on in the world? We all need to, to be conscious of the fact that there are a lot of things that in this world that, that we that we disagree with or don't like. But how much of that are we actually letting unsettle our joy, unsettle our mind? And how much of that is stifling your progress in your own life? Here's the way I look at it. And I'm not suggesting that, or sub, that you subscribe to the way that I do this stuff, but certainly it's helped me. And, you know, if if being a part of the the political narrative that's going on nationally is something that, that you get into, God bless you. But here's the, here's the scanning. Okay, for as long as I can remember in my life, I really don't remember a time that was better or worse with didn't matter who was sitting in the White House. And there's been some great men sit in the White House, you know, and, and but was my life really that much better? No, it really wasn't. Okay, um, you know, there's a lot of prosperity going on. But here's the thing, you know, you you. You can look at a down economy and say, well, the economy's down. We're not going to make any money. Well, that statement, you certainly aren't, okay? There are a lot of people who've gotten incredibly wealthy in down economies. You know, there's a lot of people that got really wealthy in up economies. It's not, you know, and I'm not suggesting, again, that it's about the money because it's not, okay? It's about your joy and your peace, it's about what you let in that may be stifling your growth. And I can't sit there and look at the news all day long and expect, you know, let, let me back up a little bit. In my, in, in where I office, okay, in the, in basically there's a lobby kind of outside my office door. And they had a TV there, okay, and it's a shared office space. They had a TV there and it ran Fox News all day, okay. And, I, and again, I'm not a proponent. I just, that's just what was there. Okay. I'm not a supporter of Fox news. I'm not a, I'm not a, a critic of Fox news. It's just news. Okay. So, but the problem is, is that there's always, it didn't matter whether it was what news program was on there. It is nothing but just bilge all day long. He said, she said, oh, my God, we caught this one doing that. Oh, my God, this person did that. You know, it's never about, wow, you know what America achieved today? You know what this company achieved today? You know what this person achieved today? You know what this first responder did saving this child today? No. No, <laughs> there's none of that. And I was catching myself, and I, I, I felt like, and this has been a little bit back, that I was like, oh my God, I, you know, I just feel depressed. I just feel, I, you know, I just, I, I don't know why. You know, I just can't seem to get over this hump. And I got to sitting there thinking about it and I went, 
Oh my God, you know why? It's because all I sit and listen to all day long is I hear consciously or unconsciously all this bilge that's coming through this news organization. And I don't mean that it's not good information. It's just negative information. It's just, oh my God, this is the doom and gloom of the entire world. And I'm sitting there going, I got to stop this. You know, let's put on a Disney channel. Let's put on, you know, something that, that's, that just doesn't drag you into the pit of hell. And it doesn't matter what's up there. Just make sure that what you're listening to and what you're letting into your experience is good, positive information. I'm not suggesting that you can't be, look at the news. I, I Today, what I do is I kind of scan news that's important to me, like a technology and, and business and maybe some world events. If I see some things going on or I have some friends talking about it, I might look on to uh, the news to see what's really the skinny going on in that particular deal. Uh, but here's the thing, you know, all the crap that's going on in Washington is there's really not much I can do about it. I can have a voice. I can sign petitions. I could, I can, you know, but where I, where I'm going to get to is when I get in the voting booth, that's where I can make a change. That's where as a single person, single human being in this world, in the United States, I can make a difference when I go to the voting booth. Okay. And then I'm only going to make enough difference in the voting booth, um, you know, and then there's the electoral college. So I'm really not casting that winning vote. You know, maybe I'm, you know, I'm saying that the majority of us want to and Mr. Electoral uh, voter, you need to go vote for the person that that me and others in my state said. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's really not jack shit I can do about it. You got all these people screaming and protesting and doing all this stuff. I get that. God bless you. But I see how much hate and how much horror is coming out of their faces and how much people are hurting other people. You know, at the end of the day, we're all Americans. It's just like I, the way I look at, at, at race and things like that. At the end of the day, we're two dudes. Okay, we're, we're, we're a guy and a girl. You know, it doesn't matter our ethnicity, okay? What matters is, is that we enjoy each other's company. We're friends. That's, you know, I have friends of, all, of tons of different ethnicities, and I don't identify them as that. I identify them as my friend, as a colleague, as a business partner. I, I, I embrace my fans in the same way. I, don't, I, I just look at you guys as my friend, someone who enjoys what I have to say. And for me, I enjoy hearing what you have to say. I don't care where you come from. I don't care. You know, I, I think it's cool. You know, when people are from somewhere that I have never been, then I'm, I'm interested. I want to know. But it doesn't bother me if you're Hispanic. It doesn't bother me if you're African-American. It doesn't bother me if you're Japanese, Chinese, uh, Hindu, Muslim. It doesn't matter. If we're friends and we get along, hey, let's go. We may have different ideologies about certain things, 
but if we get along, you know, as long as you're not hurting someone and I'm not hurting someone, you know, and I, I hope that makes sense. I hope I'm kind of getting across because so much of this that we hear is, is a divide. You know, we all have to choose our, you know, it's almost like a prison yard for God's sake. Everybody has to break up and segregate. Well, at my house, you know, you can come whatever, because I could care less about identifying people as something. If you, now here, and I, so let's get clear. I am happy if for you, you stand up and say, I am a proud Latina woman. Okay. Yes. And I'm glad that you are a proud Latina woman. Okay. But in our personal interaction, I'm just proud that you're my friend. It makes me no difference if you're Latina, if you're African American, Japanese, Chinese. Again, you're just my friend. You know, and or you're my business colleague, or you're someone I do business with, or you're a fan of my work, or you read my books. I'm happy that all of, that whoever comes, if you bring a good person to me, it I doesn't make any difference to me at all what race or religion you are. And we may completely disagree. I identify as a Christian. Okay. I will tell you and have written books about God. And, and I don't choose to call him. I, I have lots of spiritual friends, a lot of metaphysical friends. Okay. Higher power. They use, and, and you'll hear me say that sometimes. You know, you have to go to your higher power. You have to, to go to the universe. You, ha, you know, I will say those things. But for me, I say out loud right now that I believe in God and that I'm a Christian. Okay. You don't have to. If you have another faith, okay, and I think all faiths, I think all religions have some beauty and majesty in what they bring to the world. We don't have to completely agree on religious ideology, but I have to respect the fact that, that I, who am I to tell you? If we're all made in God's eyes, who am I to say you're doing something wrong? You know, I, I for years and years and years now think that the Hindu religion is a is a beautiful religion. I think the images and imagery in a Quran are beautiful. You know, I'm not Muslim. I would not presume to say anything that about that religion because I don't know that much about it. I do have, you know, I, I have looked in the in the Quran. I've looked in the Hindu or I've looked in the Bhagavad Gita. You know, I've read the Bible and I've read different versions of the Bible, you know, and everybody has some sort of an opinion. And here's the thing that that I always think about when I'm looking at stuff like this is, okay, so if this all started a bajillion years ago, but you put a circle of people in a room and you say the word ice chest and you start whispering it around a big group of people, by the end of the time that it gets to the end of the thing, it's going to be something completely different. Someone inevitably is going to say something different. So you have to take everything that you read and learn 
you know, as is as someone's interpretation. You know, was it blessed and touched by God or touched by Allah or touched by Buddha, touched by Krishna? Who was it touched by? So you hope that, that you have to have the faith that no matter what you believe in, okay, is what you're getting the factual truth. Is that what, or is it someone's interpretation of it? So I have to believe and have faith that what I'm using, the the ideologies that I'm reading, you know, are blessed by God or a form of God, if you will. So I hope this is kind of, I feel like we're kind of getting uh, off the beaten path here a little bit and getting a little bit boring. Okay. I, I don't want you to feel like uh, that you have to get caught up in all this crap. You know, you have to jump up and down and scream. If you want to, if it bothers you that much, God bless you. Just don't hurt other people. You know, my son and I, we disagree on a lot of, of, of things, you know, especially in politics. But I'm more proud of him for the fact that he does stand up for his beliefs that he does engage, he does engage in discourse, he does, you know, fact check, he does do things to make sure that the information that he's taking in is actually factual and not bullshit, because there's plenty of that out there. But do I agree, do I completely agree with his ideology on politics? No. I think some of it is... I think he, just because of his age, he needs a little more education in some of the things that he looks at. And I recommend that to him. I recommend that he study that further, that he study it more, that he looks at how those things happened around the world and see what those mistakes were so that he could bring some intelligent uh, offering to that narrative. So I'm, I, I'm his dad, so I love him. But I completely disagree with certain things in his ideology about politics. But that doesn't mean that I don't support and love him. And I think we get away from that when we start looking at all this stuff. And, we, and it's all divide and conquer. Because you know what I hear a lot of? Is if I don't believe your way, I'm a racist or I'm wrong or I'm part of the problem. No, I'm still an American citizen. I'm still part of the world. And I just have a different opinion than you. So let's find a common ground we can stand on. Let's, you know, instead of finding common grounds we can stand on, what, what's happened is, is that it's, it's divide and conquer. And that, that too is wrong. So that's what I'm saying. We can get caught up in this crap. And, and, and what does that do for you today? So when we break it back down to you, what's your joy worth? How much are you willing to sell out your joy today? Is it by reading the news and, and by thinking that someone in Washington whom you have absolutely zero control over, you know, and you feel like that's going to help you some way, you know, think about it. So what do we do? How do we, here's how I combat all of this. 
I stop every day. I take a look at what I want to see. I look at business. I look at technology, you know, and I look at my local news a little bit. I look at the weather and I, and I get myself up to speed. I kind of look at what's going on in the world, but I don't get too in depth. You know, I just try to get a good snapshot and I try to get a good snapshot political. I try to get a good snapshot of everything, but that's what I try to get is a snapshot. I don't get, I don't let myself get involved because if I do, then Jiminy Cricket, we're going to go through, you know, ugh, and it's just going to drag you down into the gutter. This is where this, my friends, is, is, is the, is one thing, and I'm actually working on this in my new book, is from as young as you can remember, you know, you've been told a lot of things by your parents, by your family, by well-intentioned friends, by teachers, by the news, by the media, you know, and TV shows, movies, and you get this Let's, and I'm going to use this as an example. Play it safe. Your mom and stuff. She's gonna. Uh, she's gonna. And and I, no, I'm not bashing my mom or your mom. But well-intentioned moms will want you to take the the smooth path, the easy path, the path with the least resistance. And usually, the path with the least resistance is not the path that you fundamentally want to be on. You know, there's going to be challenges. There needs to be challenges, you know, and it's important that we uh, that we embrace that and learn to embrace that. So take this with the love that's intended, but you need to worry about you. Okay, if you're going to be a champion, if you're going to uh, make an impact for yourself in this life, then you can't get caught up in all the crap that goes on in the world. You have to, at some point in time, focus on you. And until you're able to to dismiss those things and you're able to dismiss, you know, no matter how infuriated you get. Okay, so now you've lost time. When you when you get infuriated with what's going on, and you, let's say that uh, uh, someone in Washington says something stupid that totally goes against the grain of who you are. Okay, you can get pissed about it, but how long are you going to stay pissed about it? Because at the end of the day, you know what happens? The only time that you're going to be able to really show your voice is when you go to the voting booth. When you go to the voting booth, vote that sucker out. If you want to get involved and try to help someone else get get done, then do that in a positive way. Because when we bring all that negative energy into our into our mind and into our experience, that just holds us down. The one thing I figured out is if I allow that stuff into my into my psyche, into my into my head, you know what? I'm never going to get anywhere because I'm always just distraught about, oh my God, the, you know, this sucks or that sucks. And I continue to look at the negative self-defeating crap that's in the world instead of looking at, not this time, I'm going to win. 
you know what, I'm going to be a success in spite of who's in office in Washington. I could give a damn who's in Washington right now. Because what it, what happens is, is in many years, in as many decades, as many presidents that I've gone through, okay, at the end of the day, none of them have really made that big of an impact in my life. I was the CEO of some Fortune 500 company and taxes were an issue for me or some other thing. And don't scream, God Almighty. I, I get people that scream at me all the time. Well, cor- you know, corporate, uh, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> corporate welfare. No. You know, but here's the thing. You know, everybody bitches at these corporations. We're going to not do it. They have the laws there. You're bitching at the wrong people. You know, it, they're just using what's available to them, okay, and call it greedy gut or whatever you want. But I don't know a businessman, small or big, that doesn't try to reduce his taxes down to nothing. I really don't. Whether it's a self-employed person or whatever, I don't know anybody that, that loves to write Uncle Sam that big check at the end of the thing. So there are ways that we get taxed all over the place. If you want to get real, here's the thing, and, and, I, and I mean this metaphorically. If you want to get really pissed, look at the taxes on your cell phone bill. Look at how many taxes you pay on a cell phone bill. Go to your state and look at how many taxes are paid as a price per gallon for gasoline. State and federal taxes. And how much a real gallon of gas is calling you, costing you less the taxes you pay on that gas. You know, people don't, you, you got to look at other things. There's a bajillion. I would rather pay more at the pump than, than have to write a check at the end of the year. I would rather pay more on my cell phone bill than have to write a check at the end of the year. I get that part. You may not agree with that, but I think a flat tax or taxes across other things, you know, and I don't have to worry about filing taxes or anything because, you know what, you're collecting my fair share. I'm paying my fair share. And so would everyone else. Instead of writing off every single solitary little thing, I'm paying my fair share because I, I have, you know, a thousand cell phones in my business. I have a computer. I have Internet access. My cable, if you want to look at those things, look at the taxes on your cable, your electricity bill. Look at all those places. Nobody does that because they're looking, they don't, they don't have that itemization unless you go look for it. They just give you the, the bottom line dollar on a snapshot of your invoice on the bill, but it doesn't have the itemization. Well, if you really want to get pissed, then go look at that. And I mean this metaphorically. Okay, there's a bajillion things, a bajillion ways that you can look at things and a bajillion ways that you can say, oh, my God, enough's enough. Because at the end of the day, it has to be about you. You know, if you're all jacked up because you did all these things or you get involved in all these things, what are you what are you showing your kids? If you and your if if you're a, a, a husband and wife at home and you have children and you're sitting there not arguing but talking about how horrible everything is in the world. Well, what is the message that your child is getting? They're going to think the world is horrible. 
They're going to think all these things. I remember when I moved from New Mexico to Dallas, Texas, my senior year of high school. And I remember being so scared because all my life I had, I had come from a town of 4,000 people. And all my life I heard my grandparents whom helped raise us. All I heard was my grandmother say how bad things were, how there were gangs and horrible people in cities. And no, we're not going to the city because there's bad people there. There's bad people there. And I remember distinctly driving across Texas into Dallas from New Mexico and talking with my sister and saying, you know, I'm scared. I'm scared of what, you know, they're going to go to this school and it's just going to be people that want to fight and hurt us. I've never had to do that. I've never had to fight and defend myself. Not that I couldn't. I just had never had to. So I remember, and, and so the, these all things come back to me as I'm researching all this and saying, whoa, stop. You know what? We have really got to get a grip and a handle if we're going to make successful children, if we're going to make uh, or help to mold successful children not make them, but mold them into a successful person, then they have to believe that there's good in this world. They have to believe that there's good in themselves. They have to believe that there's good in their head. And that's where we've made, we, we've, that's where change is really hard and people stop. We've indoctrinated ourselves with you know, take the least path of resistance. I want to say, you know, hey, if I can get it for free, I'll get it for free. No. Okay. If somebody gives you something, chances are it's a, you know, it's, it's not what you think. I have more, and I don't give away anything anymore. You know, in fact, I hardly ever give away books anymore. I will if somebody wants to read it and doesn't have the financial ability to pay for one of my books, I will happily send you a book. But when you give them away, then all of a sudden they're bitching about what took too long to get here. Or they write, you know, they might even write a review. Well, I had to wait a week for it. I don't run the damn post office. They send it to you for free for Christ's sake. And it doesn't necessarily even have to be one of my books. It could be anything that I do business with. If I send it for free, they bitch about the, the, the time that it takes to get it there. I do not run UPS. I do not run the postal service. I do not run FedEx. Those people do it, and they do a damn good job at it. So get over it. You're going to let your joy get stolen off something I'm sending, I'm gifting you, and you're going to bitch about the fact that it took a couple extra days to get to you. Seriously? So that's why that that's my point is we 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 sell ourselves out because we want we 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 just kind of want that turmoil. Well, no. No, 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 no. We don't do that anymore. You don't do that anymore. If you're going to be part of my group, if you really believe in the things that I write about and the things that I research and the things that I talk about and the things that I apply to my life, because here's the thing, I'm not trying to come up with new ways to do things. I'm trying to use what we have available to us today and tell you, this is how I applied it in my life. And this is the net result that I got. And it works if you do it. If you follow, if you follow the instructions as 
as those guys that are listening to their wives going, well, where are the instructions? Well, they're in the box. Well, that's why the the legs on the grill are on top of the grill instead of on the bottom side of the grill. (laughs) How many times have you heard or seen your wife, you tell her, oh, my God, I can't build this damn thing. And she goes over to the box, reaches in the bottom, grabs the instructions, comes over and does it herself or gets you to fix it, hands you the instructions and go, baby, why don't we read the instructions? All right. So what I would really, 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 really want you to get from this is, guys, you, you, you have to take in moderation what you're listening to out there. You can start from scratch. This is going to be a hard thing because from the time we were children to the day that you're standing here right now, it's going to be hard to change. Why? Because all your life you've done this and all your life your brain's going to tell you, oh, no, 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 this, this is too hard. No, it's not. And I use this because this is the best metaphor I could think of. And if you have a better one, let me know. But marathon runners, when you get to that 16 to 20 mile mark, here's what happens. You'll hit what's called the wall. And the wall is nothing more than your mind telling you your legs are being injured. Your lungs are about to explode. You're going to faint. You're going to cause major damage to your body. And there has been study after study after study that it is nothing more than a mental illusion. Nothing more than your brain doing what it's supposed to do, telling you, hell no, stop, whoa, okay? We've gone way far past anything that's reasonable in our life here. So we need to not, it's fight or flight. So we're taking the flight. We're getting on that plane and we're, we're going way backwards. And that's just your noodle. That's the natural process of your noodle. Okay. Without getting too technical, you know, there, there's been study after study. People, they look at their legs, do MRIs, x-rays, all these things, and there's nothing wrong. You're not damaging your legs. Your legs are fine. Your heart's in fine. Your lungs are fine. Your body is fine. But that wall, you got to bust through it. You got to run. You got to keep taking one more step, one more step. And then finally, you know what happens? You keep taking these steps. Your brain recalibrates and says, okay, come on. And then all of a sudden you see the pace pick up. All of a sudden you see that person who during those miles, maybe it was brutal. It was the most painful, horrifying thing they've gone through in their life, but they busted through. And believe me, folks, I've had to do this. I can't tell you how many times I've had to do this. And it's like, oh my God, you know, where you just want to, you know, you just, you get to that dark place and you say, there, this, screw this. This is, this is, I don't know what I've done to piss the Lord off, but apparently I've done enough that he ain't going to help me or he ain't going to see me through. No. Here's, here's the thing that you have to look about when you come up on a challenge. Okay. And I'm going to use a baseball metaphor. Okay. And ladies, I'm sorry. I'm a dude, but you'll get it. Okay. So. When you come up on challenges, and I wrote about this as God is your coach. I had this in a book, okay? And so what happens is, is that when you get in these challenges, you know what I think it is? I think God God kind of picks out and goes, you know, hey, 
and he doesn't put the challenge on you, but let's say the enemy has. <laughs> and I think God probably has gone to the bullpen and 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 pretty much, uh, you know how how baseball coaches hit the right or left arm. Send me my righty. Send me my lefty. Come on. And they run out on the field. The whole fans go crazy. Well, think about that. That God, God just let's say you're a righty. God hits his hits his shoulder. Maybe you guys can hear me hitting mine. He hits it and and he brings in his star player because you you're going to go against the enemy. You're you know your your base is loaded, bottom of the ninth, and you're coming in, and they've got their best hitter. The best, it's the bottom of the ninth, the final game of the World Series, and the best hitter for the opposing team is standing in the box, going, just throw it across the plate. Now I'm fixing to put it out of here. They got the biggest home run hitter ever there. And the way you have to look at this, God just called on you. You're God's star player. God just hit his arm and said, come on. And he's looking at the enemy and he goes, my boy or my gal is fixing to bring the heat. And you get up to the plate, three, straight down the pipe, 100, 105, 110 miles an hour, whack, whack, right into the mitt. Why? Because you live a life of when your feet hit the floor every morning, let the devil say, oh, shit, he's up. So for me, when you go through these challenges and you go through these things, and you're trying to change all these things and you're trying to get all this crap and all these things that we, we've talked about out of your head. That's the strength you have to have. Because it's going to get thrown at you. It's going to come in the form of news. It's going to come in the form of an illness. It's going to come in the form of... Uh, some bad luck. But the way that you handle it, the way you say, no, I got it. I got this. You know? Maybe you just lost your car. Maybe you just lost your home. Maybe you just lost your spouse. You can roll over and play dead. You can roll over and die. Or you can develop yourself to the person that the enemy, the devil's every morning says, oh shit, he's up. Because you can handle it. Because you're resourceful. It's not the resources, it's the resourcefulness. Big difference. It's activity versus productivity. If you don't know the difference between the two, learn it. Why? Because productivity produces results. Activity produces a waste of time. And you will be successful. Is it easy? Hell no. Is it hard? Absolutely. Get over it. I did. And some days, I'll be honest, yesterday I had a really bad day. Got real depressed. Got, you know, just, my, I was short of breath. You know, my watch keeps going off saying I need to breathe. You know, my heart rate's always, it, it, three times I did an EKG on my watch and it wouldn't even register. Because I was allowing myself to get caught up in garbage. So I had to recalibrate. I had to unplug 
from the world and then plug back in. Had to reboot. You can do the same thing. This is a journey. This is a step-by-step process. So this is a step. So my challenge to you today, unplug yourself for a minute and then replug back into the world. But replug back into the world with a new vision, with a I'm going to take this in moderation. I'm going to look. I'm going to prioritize what I need to know. And what you don't need to know is the bullshit. I don't care who's pregnant in Hollywood. I don't care who's getting a divorce in Hollywood. I don't care how that affects my life because it doesn't. What affects my life is good information in, productivity out. Good information in, productivity out. You can laugh and have fun. You can do all kinds of cool things and you will. But learn to retrain yourself so that you you don't have to get caught up in the in all the garbage that goes on in the world and sell your joy for a news story. Pass. Not anymore. Not in my life. Not anymore. Not in my life. So I pray that everyone, sorry. You know, I had to bend down and pick up something I dropped out of my pocket because I'm walking around talking to you guys. And... I just realized one of the things I need to do is I need to get back in the gym more, you know. I need to do some things that uh, that produce a result, okay. Having to bend down and go, oh, you know, to pick up this thing that I had off of my RV, uh, that's just nuts. So see, recognize, realize what you need to do, and then go do it. And that's my point. All right, guys. Hey, so here's the cool thing. All of this stuff and much, much more is in previous podcasts or on my website at robertrutin.com. You can also find my author page at Amazon through Robert Bruton. Just put it in a search on Amazon and you will get all my books and everything that's there. Um, we are uh, we have some new music out on Pandora that's really good. Uh, and you can go just go to robertbruton.com. You can get to our podcasts, you can get to our Pandora page, you can get to all kinds of fun, cool, interesting stuff. You can buy more ebooks on my site. Um, if you join the Robert Bruton Nation, guess what you get? You get three. Okay, three. It's it's actually in the freebies in the ebook section. If you go there, you can get three of my Amazon. Uh, Kindle books uh, in a digital format, absolutely free. Just join us in the Life Research Project and come have some fun with us. You know, and you get first look at all kinds of stuff. You can also support us through Patreon and buy me a cup of coffee. So you can also support us right here on the uh, the podcast. There's a way it says support the show. You can make a one-time gift or you can support us monthly. And for those of you that do, God bless you and thank you. And for those of you that maybe can't afford it right now, keep listening, keep coming back because I promise you there's going to come a day when you can do anything you want and that's going to be a great day. And if I'm a part of that, I am blessed to have been a part of anybody's success. So um, God is great. God is good. And 
I am Robert Bruton. This is the Robert Bruton Podcast Show. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk again real soon.